1: Phase zero season three episode 30 starts right now i'm your host brandon davis joined today by jamie gerak good morning aaron Pareem.
0: oh boy we have such a spirited conversation in store for you guys what's up <laughs>
2: jenna anderson hi everybody i feel so bad for the people listening to us just in audio because they missed i think bd's remix of the theme song yeah that was excellent <laughs> that was so <still> good <laughs>
1: that's right that's right face face the bro uh it's gonna be built into the intro from now on and i'll just keep adding it like uh, uh uh we got a big show today we got some marvel news to talk about we're gonna do some san diego comic-con recap marvel studios wasn't there but they were uh we got the marvel's trailer dropped this week we got a spider-man 4 like rumor from the people involved what's going on uh and we got a WandaVision steelbook that nobody's gonna buy and then in the second half of the show we're talking all about Secret Invasion the finale is out now all six episodes of Secret Invasion are available so if you don't want spoilers for Secret Invasion step off at the commercial break or whatever kind of break it is I don't even know if there's a commercial but I just I just sit here and talk all day (laughs) uh but yeah uh so let's just start off with San Diego Comic-Con before some Spider-Man 4 stuff that we have to talk about but San Diego Comic-Con was very interesting this year. Um, It was honestly pretty good. Like, it was still very crowded. The exhibit hall was packed more so than usual, I'd say, and I think that's because people were not in panels, but it also felt kind of weird that there wasn't this thing that people were looking forward to all weekend the same way there usually is like even if you're not a marvel fan there's constantly an air about comic-con that people are oh marvel studios is going to bring the house down on saturday night warner brothers is going to kick off saturday morning and we're going to go from there uh there there was there just wasn't that there were still some very good panels though like uh, that a lot of which aren't marvel panels so they'll be on comicbook.com but not on phase zero unfortunately but one of them was this a a marvel special panel designing the x-men and they showed footage for X-Men 97. Now there's descriptions of this footage on the site, but I'm just here to tell you guys about it. If you're listening to us or watching us as a podcast, the footage was pretty awesome. Uh, A little bit anticlimactic for Comic-Con footage. Usually there's like a huge reveal or something like that. The big reveal in the footage was kind of the team assembling behind Cyclops, which was very cool. But you guys have all also, you guys have seen the Comic-Con footage. I mean, what did you guys think of this?
2: I, I thought it was really cool as a huge fan of like the animated series. I just seeing the animation style translated into modern day, it looks so crisp and so clean. Um, so this definitely got me more on board with the show, even more than I already was. And I, there's like a bit that Cyclops does that's very cool with his heat beams. So I, I was very, very thrilled by that. Yeah, is it,
1: is it spoilers? If we talk about Comic-Con footage, if we like give like specific details, I don't think so. Right. It's Comic I mean the, footage? the
2: descriptions are online. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick little, little, Mild, maybe baby spoiler <laughs> for the five minutes of X Men footage, but Cyclops like l- lands himself by using his beam at uh, his eye beam at the ground while falling out of the ship that gets destroyed by a Sentinel. Am I remember that remembering that yeah. correctly? It's pretty dope. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, and the animation, it is it's it's not so new that it doesn't feel like the X X Men the animated series, but it is just today's quality of animation. I've I've started rewatching the X Men animated series. And the animation is certainly from the 90s. And this animation is certainly from 2023. It looks just clean. It looks just very good. Uh, Jamie, what'd you think of it?
3: Oh, I'm so hyped. I I mean, the animation alone is like, cause it it looks good, but it also feels true to the original and that is all I could hope for because um, there are certain types of new animation that I can't stand and so uh, that made me really happy. Uh, looks like a good team. Uh, my girl Rogue, I just, I'm so happy, I just Rogue is my girl and I'm so happy that, uh, that uh, we're getting her uh, just in that version. The animated series version is my favorite and I'm really excited about
1: it. I love how Wolverine and Cyclops seem to just still have maintained their little their little buddy rivalry thing that's going on there. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of all this
0: this X Men '97 stuff? I'm really struck by how much the freaking voice cast still has the voices absolutely mm-hmm. down. Like I I close my eyes and I can taste like the <laughs> cookie crisp cereal. Like it's <laughs> insane that that they still sound that good like that all the voices like lenora zan who voices rogue she's delightful she i i don't know if she either tj or somebody mentioned to her that we missed her on the on like her birthday on one of these and she was like oh they're very that was very lovely and i'm like rogue listen to our podcast (laughs) um so that's that's good i i and fascinated by too how it seems to be taking place like after everything that's happened in like the mm-hmm. original. And it really does feel like a continuation of that, which is, you've invested mm-hmm. a ton of time into X-Men anime series, that should probably really fill you, fill you up, fill you up joy Oh yeah. Ten out of ten storms hair. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> it, it,
0: oh man. It, it
1: I mean it it, it picks up with Gyric in, in prison and they need to work with him. Uh, and it's very interesting that that's the The deal that's being cut uh xavier's not not in the picture right out of the gate but we'll see we'll see uh i don't know if and when the comic-con footage will ever be released i wish uh it was i wish we could all watch it over and over again i wish it was online uh but uh i think the this show is still probably a little over a year away so we will see more x-men 97 in the near future marvel studios again was not supposed to be at comic-con right that's what they said but uh, they surprised us with that x-men 97 footage and they also had posters. They dropped a poster for the Marvels, a Comic-Con exclusive poster. Uh, And then they also had the costumes on the floor. All four days had different costumes. I wanna say four, I don't know if preview night and day one had different costumes, but we have those on the Phase Zero YouTube channel. In shorts form, they had costumes from Loki season two, Mm -hmm. Sylvie's new costume. That thing has been through how I mean, that thing is being held together wow. by paper clips. It looks like she has been on, no, literally, like there are paper clips built into the costume. <laughs> I think she has been on the run, so that looked really cool. There's also this crazy, it looks like uh, a navy diving suit with like a huge pack on the back, a TVA suit, though. Uh, oh. And I, 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 something tells me it might be deep space and not deep ocean, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Loki had like a whole fancy suit out there. Uh, and there was one other suit that like, it just kind of looked like a Dharma jumpsuit, a TVA sort of Dharma jumpsuit, like a work, Roger Workman type of suit. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to be wearing that one. 100 B-15 had a suit out there uh, on one of the days. They had the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 stuff. They had the Marvels costumes. The, the Photon costume was so cool. And you could see this in the video on the phase zero channel, but all the costume designers in today's day and age on these superhero films, when they're kind of those like spandexy, like leathery type numbers. So the photons suit is all black and white, but if you just do flat black and white, they look crap on camera. So they always have a texture built into them. I mean, this is best shown in like Henry Cavill's Superman. Like everybody knows that suit has like a texture. I love that costume, but those sorts of textures are in like all of these costumes. Now, obviously some stand out more than others, but if you look really closely, at the photon suit uh, the texture that's built into it to kind of reflect light and give it some texture on camera is it like a D- is dna strands so it's like the the powers built it's kind of representing how her you know she got her powers in WandaVision, it's kind of just now in her dna i thought that was really clever uh, but the miss marvel suit was hands down the most colorful and yeah i mean that was, that's pretty much the standout stuff for marvel studios at comic con obviously they did not have a hall H panel Uh, They dropped a trailer for the Marvels, I believe, on Thursday night at midnight it was. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh, But we should also talk a little bit of comics because there was some big comics news out of Comic-Con for Marvel as well. So I figure we should work that into the show a little bit
2: yeah so uh, there were a lot of updates I'm just going to kind of summarize the big ones Uh, so they announced the new Punisher um, if you've been following the most recent Punisher run Frank Castle is off of the board I'll just say that much Uh, and so Joe Garrison who is a new character who's a retired S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is going to be the Punisher in a comic going forward Um, they also this technically I don't think was announced at Comic Con but it was announced like the day after so I'm going to count it they announced Gang War which is this big street level event that is going to happen next year that has both Spider-Man, Luke Cage, Daredevil, She-Hulk Spider-Woman etc so so That's going to be very all-encompassing. I'm happy She-Hulk's in it, so very curious to see how that goes. And then a lot of other stuff is a huge spoiler for X-Men-related stuff and is kind of a spoiler in hindsight for today's Hellfire Gala, so I won't go into the specifics of that. But there is the Miss Marvel, uh, the first mutant. They showed more stuff for that. And, yeah, it's an interesting week to be an X-Men fan. I will say that much.
1: Yo, Tony Stark and Emma Frost are married. Yeah. How? What is the consensus on that?
2: I find it funny, like it, it works in a weird way, but like I almost find it as just like a PR marriage. At the end of the day, I don't
3: know. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Like, is this a marriage of love or a marriage yeah. of convenience?
2: It's a marriage of like business almost. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I can mm. see them like having a good time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I
1: mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that would be quite the uh, yeah. I'm not. Nope. All right. We all, <laughs> yeah, we all thought it. Uh, Jamie, I want to shout out your ills of Faust shirt.
3: Thank you, my girl.
1: Rebecca Ferguson, number, and the goat.
3: My number yep. one uh, lover. <laughs> 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 did, Moving on. <sighs> I have
1: a quick question for Jenna on the comics front real quick. Because I think I, I, um, I have been, I was very out of touch on the news cycle while I was at Comic-Con. Uh, because it was only Jim Richard and myself. So that meant we were just on the floor doing and just quite busy. Uh, because we we didn't bring everybody we were going to. Because Comic-Con did not turn out to be as busy as it would have been, but that meant the people that were there ended up just piling on more work. So I missed a lot of the news is Greg Capullo coming back to Marvel to do a book
2: kind of sorta. He's doing art. I don't I don't I didn't even uh, know into that cuz yeah. I there's something that he's doing. I didn't even that story. I did not look into. I saw the headlines of. But he's doing something.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to look into that. There's a lot of there's so much Comic-Con news I have to catch up on. Yeah.
2: Um
1: but it was but it was a great great year for comics at Comic-Con, which was really cool. All the comic creators were super happy. All their lines were super long and honestly fans seemed to have a good time. Um but yeah, but now we're, let's get let's get back to the movies. Here that's that's mostly what we do here on Phase Zero. So uh this one's pretty big.
3: Yeah. So uh, Thomas Hayden Church, star of one of my favorite films, Sideways, (laughs) uh, but also uh, Spider-Man 3. um, He's promoting Peacock's Twisted Metal, uh, and he stars with Anthony Mackie. And uh, so the thing is, Spider-Man 4, uh, he said, "Um, there's always been some kind of, I've heard rumors that Sam Raimi was going to do another with Toby. And if that happens, I would probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo. uh, this is cool, but also I really think he's just talking about the internet rumors that that we've all been hearing for years. I would not get your hopes up about a Spider-Man four directed by Sam Raimi. Of course, if amazing, but I don't think so. What do you guys think?
1: I th- had the same exact thought you did, but the optimist in me wants to think he knows something. <laughs> but uh, I don't. I don't think there are plans right now.
2: I just, if he does show up, I want him to say the same exact delivery of like, Peter, it's me, Flint Marco. Do you remember? Because I love that line so much from No Way Home. (laughs) His delivery is like top notch.
0: I I, I don't know. Like, hope springs eternal with this thing. This is the movie rumor that will not die now. This is our detox now. That's like the white whale everybody's just chasing. And (laughs) I can't believe that after the last couple years of stuff that there was not. A plan of some kind to do at least that, just to get the nostalgia dollars out of everybody, because everybody would have been so thrilled about just seeing toby Maguire in anything like like approaching that anymore, because he was in uh, Babylon last year, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that
0: last year? Yeah, I'm like, what is time? But yeah, <laughs> uh it would be fun. That would be fun. But I, I just can't imagine like. Can you imagine how much you would have to give Sam Raimi for him to come back and like, do this all again? <laughs> like just do it all again. You have to be like, I want a shrimp cocktail in my trailer every day. I want a recliner from the literal same one. I want my car to be one of the Spider Men in this movie.
4: Like, <laughs> you know?
0: Give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him. <laughs> give him whatever. See, he my loves. thing
2: is like. If this movie happened, I want it to be the original pitch that like has been notorious for decades of like I want John Malkovich as vulture. I Ooh. want Anne Hathaway as like quasi Black Cat. Like all of the stuff that they were going to do sounds so wild. It's well, like not, I yeah. it is the white whale of like if that actually became a reality, it would be epic awesome
1: That would be dope. Honestly, I could see this movie happening. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to say something controversial, but I think it's honest and I think it's accurate. It's interesting how the momentum has swung back to be in Sony's favor over Marvel Studios. Spider-Man is hands down the most valuable Marvel asset right now. The MCU does not have a character close to as marketable as Spider-Man. And I, I, I thought of this the other day because I, I posted a video. This is also on Phase Zero channel asking, I don't know if I ever brought this up on the show, but if there was like a new Avengers movie coming out next week, who would be Like, Infinity War had Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. Those were the big three. And yes, there were tons of supporting characters everybody loved, and that's why Infinity War and Endgame were so successful. But Iron Man and Captain America were very much the center of that. They were the people moving the story forward. You know, you had plenty of other people. You had Black Panther, you had Scarlet Witch, you had Hawkeye, you had Black Widow. Tons of very important characters, but those were the two. Like Those are the two that Disney and Marvel knew were going to sell the most tickets. Those were the two that the story really, really was built around, and they had to be the protagonists of the story, or antagonists, since I would say Infinity War is a Thanos movie, but whatever. Uh, Spider-Man is, hands down, the character that still does that. I would say the next in line is probably like Thor, Doctor Strange, and Scarlet Witch, but those three, maybe except for Thor, are not nearly as mainstream as Spider-Man is in my opinion, and Tom Holland. Uh, I, I just think that the, the 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 momentum, like it used to be like, all right, well, if you want to make a successful Spider-Man movie after the amazing Spider-Man movies were poorly received, you got to give them back to Marvel because the Avengers and the MCU are the hottest thing in the world right now. Everybody here, we all still love the MCU. We're all still watching everything that comes out. But the, it, it has just become like, I mean, there's no denying that less people are watching it. They're releasing Secret Invasion on Hulu. Uh, the movies aren't making as much money as they did. I mean, that's across the board, but that's also true of Marvel. Spider-Man at No Way Home is the second highest grossing movie since or the high uh, no the hands down highest grossing marvel movie since endgame so i it's interesting to see it swing back so i could totally see sony being like you know what we're gonna do our you know uh, what does miles say i'm gonna do my own thing (laughs) like i could totally see sony doing that and being like we're gonna make our spider-man movie now i could see them also still working with marvel and tom holland spider-man still operating in the mcu and whatever future that holds and or whatever Spider-Man 4 with Tom looks like, but I could very well see either the amazing Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 4 with Toby happening. And I, for one, would absolutely love to see both of those. So if you're Sony, it's like, well, maybe we should make these movies.
3: I do want to say, though, I think uh, one thing to be in danger of is that right now, uh, for a long time, Co- this nostalgia was fueling things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now with the box office of indie and the box office of, of The Flash, I think we're we're getting out of that. We're getting out of mm-hmm. this revival uh, and nostalgia era. And because we got Toby in No Way Home, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, we did this, we got him back this it's swinging the other way. People want new people. Uh, I don't know if it's time. I, I wouldn't be surprised on the opposite end of that. If they're like, we got to put this to rest uh, yeah. because these, the, this isn't working anymore as well
0: as it was. I, I would argue though, so many more people care about Spider-Man, the freaking, the Spider-Verse stuff. I, I just, I'm sorry. It's, it's a yeah, fact. That's it's true. an absolute fact.
2: But like, Indiana Jones? I, I about... will argue like modern audiences with Indiana Jones. I would make the same argument. Of, like yeah, people just, probably know I, and I, care about Spider-Man.
0: Listen, mm-hmm. yeah. I know that the rest of my panel loves Indiana Jones movies. I've seen two of them. Like I, don't, <laughs> I haven't seen all of them. Like I haven't. Like right. I wasn't going to go out fair. to the theater. Scene. And also they're not doing these movies any favors by scheduling them one after yeah. the other after the other. June yeah. was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. it was literally spider verse like the flash transformers rise of the beast and then freaking indiana jones yeah. and i was like dude there's too much i can't i, I can't have spend two hundred dollars well. at the theater with me and RL. i can't do it you know
1: <laughs> you gotta save it for barbenheimer
0: yeah, yeah exactly i mean we went to barbie on like what like the second or third day I was out you could not get a seat here in la yep. for two days next to each other we were supposed to go on friday that mm-hmm. fell on its face like It's, it's found, easier
1: to get tickets to Marvel movies now than it is to Barbie or Oppenheimer.
0: Dogs, yeah. I could mm-hmm. walk up to Disneyland today and get it to Disneyland easier. And anyone who's <laughs> in the comments that's tried to go to Disneyland in the last two and a half years, you know how hard it is, they're only letting so many people in every day. It was stupid. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, this thing, I told Spencer Perry, our night editor at Comic Book, I'm like, Barbie is going to be the biggest selling thing yes. this year. I think it's a going to be Mario, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. Which is the, and then, what do we do with the fact that the only two things that made a billion dollars are big toy thing everybody's <laughs> winning their entire lives to see, and big toy thing that everybody's winning their entire lives to see? Which would also hinge on nostalgia, right? It's just you have to pick your spots. Guys, I will I- say,
2: I will say, it's nostalgia for new things. It's nostalgia for like things that people are culturally aware of, but not necessarily like the same story that has extended over ten, fifteen, twenty movies or whatever. Like I think that that is a huge part of it.
1: I, I agree with I, de- I agree with both of you. Honestly, I think Jamie's points were very. Uh, Jamie and Jenna are both making very valid points. I think Aaron's point about people caring about Spider Man is very valid. Like, I mean, you look at Top Gun. I think I honestly think it comes down to whether or not you just make a good movie. Yeah. Because Top to Gun Maverick too. was great. Uh, Maverick
3: is better than the first one. Like, I, I, Maverick Ma- is phenomenal, yeah.
1: and that has yeah. all the nostalgia packed into it. Spider Man No Way Home was like one of the best theatrical experiences. I have my nitpicks at the story. <laughs> But it was such a fun time at the movies, and it was the first. It felt like the first one to do it, the, like in this multiverse way. The Flash was fine. I'm, I like the Flash more than most people, but I don't think it was like memorable. I'm probably never going to watch it again. And the and Michael Keaton hasn't been Batman for thirty years. That's a really long time. Like at least Tobey Maguire was only like fifteen years. So it's kind of cross generational. I think there are more fifteen year olds today probably. That have watched toby mcguire play spider-man that have watched michael keaton play batman mm-hmm. i i would i would make i would place that bet <laughs> I, i'm sorry i'm so sorry i bet that a lot more people who Jamie's are buying like tickets Brian. to movies have today yeah, james james hey, heart is broken. <laughs> i know i know listen we're all getting also- old out here
2: like this entire conversation is not even acknowledging secret wars it's like i think secret wars is going to be like the 100%. end point to so much of this nostalgia stuff like it, it at this point it's like who knows when and how that movie is going to come out but it feels like toby is a shoe-in to be in that movie there are going to be so many nostalgic cameos in that movie and i hope after that point we can kind of move on from this kind of trope but I don't what if
1: know. spider-man 4 has miles in it
2: oh what
0: are you talking about like toby's like the mentor peter for him yeah Oh my god!
2: Yeah, that would be great.
0: A million gazillion dollars. Miles
1: mentor. <laughs> yeah. I think Andrew would be a better Miles mentor type character, mm-hmm. but Toby would be interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: I owe Jamie Foxx a black kid.
1: Come on, kid.
2: let's go.
0: <laughs> <All right. laughs> I just think, I just think that
1: the only way to make Secret Wars successful is if they make us care about another universe. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's getting so late it's getting so late and i don't see anything on the marvel studios slate that can do that so if you have if sony will play ball maybe toby or andrew's universes and you develop them out a little bit more before that and make us care spider-verse hands down made me care about uh, multiple other universes more than anything the mcu has done so far so we'll see we'll see but those the interesting comments from thomas hayden church and that interview with chris uh talk. oh my gosh we have been going and going the marvels dropped a trailer what would you guys think of the marvels trailer
2: Oh, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I was, I worked the night shift on Thursday nights. And so it was this nice surprise to just be like, oh, cool. There's actually something to cover in the last hour of my shift. Cause the countdown clock started on Marvel's YouTube page. And it was like, hell yes. I, I thought this trailer was really fun. It doesn't show too much. I thought it, the enter the interplay between everybody was great. And it just showed Carol and her life and her personality. I tweeted about this. I love that she has dirty dishes and like weird stuff <laughs> in her little spaceship that just felt so nice to me. So this made me even more excited for the movie than I I already was
1: Jim, what do you think
3: i'm so here for it I'm, I'm like i think it looks great but i'm also like trying to lower expectations just for how this year has been for the most part um with the exception of guardians um uh <laughs> just in terms of uh marvel content but like i'm i'm, I'm excited about it i'm sad that we're probably not going to get the, the press tour, but that's a whole other Ugh. conversation um yeah. uh, i think it looks great
1: I, th- I thought this trailer was much better than the first one, even though it wasn't even that different. I just liked it so much more. Aaron, what'd you think?
0: I am. I, I would like to echo what everybody else has said. Of course, this is my like most anticipated live action one of the year. So I'm of course, very, very excited. I am super sad. Jamie, my girl would have had such a year. If this strike <laughs> didn't like they clone Tyrone is so good. I know most of you are watching Barbie Oppenheimer. They clone Tyrone. Tyrone is amazing. You go watch that. Um, And that, and this movie would have been so huge for her. But I'm just I'm ecstatic, and I'm also because of how this summer has gone. Thank Jesus, they moved this thing to November now because the (laughs) next three weeks are going to be Barbie Mania. Like you know, I I don't know. So like Seth Rollins going to come out in all pink at SummerSlam because of this. Like I don't know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I am really excited. I am intrigued at how it's going to take off of what we just watched too now Mm -hmm. as
1: well. I gotta say, based on what, like we, the the ending of Secret Invasion, you just referenced, Secret Invasion just was so clearly like it wasn't this adults-only show. It wasn't Daredevil from Netflix and the Defenders, but it was hands down the most mature thing they've done on Disney Plus. And going from that to what appears to be the tone of the Marvels, the Marvels seems to be much more like geared towards younger audiences and kids and light and more playful. To me, I'm just. Oh, I really love this mature tone. I'm real curious how they're going to take that story and take it into the marvels and how the tones will compare. But I thought this trailer was much better. Uh, my, My biggest issue is that Kamala is the character I care about hands down the most. And I think that's because like I really buy into characters who have interesting relationships with other characters. And I don't really feel like Carol and Monica have that in the MCU just yet. I think maybe the like the pre-existing relationship with Carol and Monica's mom could be an interesting factor between them, but I feel like the first Iron Man movie, like Tony fighting Obadiah, wouldn't have been as interesting if him and Pepper didn't have this unsung or like unspoken love for each other. Same with Star Lord and Gamora, and I think a lot of those sort of like really important relationships, uh, or even like Spider Verse, Miles and Gwen, and 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 Peter B. Parker, and these people who really care about each other. I. We'd love to see Carol and Monica get thrown into more like dynamic, uh, complex relationships where they just we get to root for them and hope for the sake of them and the people around them, they get to succeed and survive and all that stuff. And it's not just this bland save the world from the Cree story. I feel like we've kind of lost sight of that in some projects lately.
2: I do think that I think the dynamic will be a huge part of it because it's like Carol left and Monica still is clearly bitter about that. Like in WandaVision, that felt like a through line. And Mm -hmm. we see in the trailer, like Carol is keeping newspaper clippings of Monica and Maria. So it's like she's keeping tabs on them. She's just not physically there. And so I like the fact that they have not this very close relationship, but they used to have it because then it doesn't it makes the trio not just this perfect, happy family. Like there's going to be some like squabbling. And I'm very excited to see like how that works and how they overcome it.
0: Brandon Davis outing our secret like romance podcast Yeah. That we host on the side with all Seriously. these romantic pairings that he just listed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm a yeah i a I really do think that they are going to shine a lot on that. I Jenna was the one who pointed out the clippings because I didn't catch that the first time. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to totally. Mm-hmm. And anytime anybody has a conversation in front of a window with rain, that means we're going to emotional yeah. time. Like 100%. <laughs>
1: yeah I thought, I thought the trailer was good it made me it made the, the new trailer paired with the ending of secret invasion successfully got me even more interested in the marvels so it's a good work marketing machine uh, anything else we want to say on the marvels front all right one last thing here before we get to secret invasion wandavision is releasing a steelbook but not what you think this went viral this week i was pissed off and then i kind of calmed down when i saw the truth of it but there's a wandavision steelbook It's being released by this third party company. I forget what the company's called Manta Lab. Manta Lab. They're releasing 1,250 of these, but they don't come with the disc. It's just a bunch of art, and it's like almost $40.
3: When I thought this was Marvel, I was livid. I wanted, I was about to go on the biggest Jamie rant of the history of (laughs) A-Zero, but it's not, so who cares? It's not an official Marvel thing. Maybe Marvel will see how all of us reacted and think Mm -hmm. maybe it's time we put WandaVision on 4K because people will buy it. But this is some BS, nonsense, nothing. Doesn't even matter.
1: (laughs) Part of me wonders if the reason these aren't getting released on Steelbook or DVD or Blu ray or 4K is because of the residual aspect of it or the contracts. Like, were these just like contracts that were signed for exclusively for Disney Plus? And if they release them, they'll have to pay the actors and the filmmakers even more. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a part of it. But I mean, I watched an interview. This was, I think it was an older interview, but I watched, I think I talked about this on the show. Matt Damon talked about how like movie budgets are having a harder time because one huge element of revenue is just slashed now because people aren't buying physical media. And there used to be the box office and then there would be the home release and then there would be on demand and streaming. And now the home release, which used to be one of the huge parts of the revenue stream was gone. Put this out there, man. Anybody who's going to buy, I know I've said this, anybody who's going to buy a years-old Marvel title for $40 just to put it in their collection is not going to cancel their subscription when there's another project coming out. We still want, we're big enough fan to want to collect it. We're big enough fan to want to see the next project. Release the physical media. Stop changing the shows after the fact. I'm getting pissed.
2: I will say to your point about residuals, because like we talked about this last week with Miss Marvel airing on ABC. And it's like even Secret Invasion on Hulu. I'm like, I don't know how that works with regards to the residuals. So I'm sure with streaming, the the legality and the contracts are so much more different than we would probably expect. I know even Steven DeKnight, who worked on the Netflix Daredevil, was saying like he is currently like litigating to get the residuals on Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that is such a huge part of it, which is kind of unfortunate.
1: Well, I saw, I think it was um Who's the guy from the guy from The Office? Plays Roy. Uh, but he was he was on one of the SAGs. He was talking at one of the SAG strikes, saying that like you you would think because the actors are on The Office, David and The Denman. Office. Yes, David Denman. He was talking about how The Office was like the top rated show on Netflix, and now it's one of the top rated shows on Peacock. But the way they get out of paying residuals is they had to pay they have to pay residuals when it airs on cable, but then they license it out. And when you license it out, the ratings don't matter. It's just a paid-for license up front. And so the studio makes all that money. So I'm curious, you know, is this a thing where, like, Disney now just has this, what, I guess, I don't know, they own it already, but t- technically Universal owns Peacock. So I don't know how it all works. It's, I, it's, it does seem like there are some details to all the legalities and the contracts and the agreements and the residuals and the money and all of that that could tie this up. But I wish they would just figure it out and release these things on physical media. Uh, and I also think that's going to be, more more likely as time goes on because they're going to need new streams of revenue i think the streaming wars have ended up costing all of the streamers more money than they thought they would so anyway on that note we're going to talk about a streaming show in one minute secret invasion released its final episode and we're going to dissect this finale this series all six episodes especially this last 37 minutes uh in just a minute spoilers ahead see you there
4: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Phase Zero, Season 3, Episode 30 continues right now, and this is the secret invasion series finale and series review breakdown spoiler cast full spoilers for secret invasion start right now if you have not yet watched secret invasion episode six and all five episodes before it this is your chance to hop off the phase zero podcast go watch it
3: and come
1: back all right jamie you're at the top of the screen what do you think of the secret invasion finale
3: Oh boy. Um, you know, I think in the end I probably liked this more than most people, but I think overall it was definitely a disappointment. Um, I think this episode, like every episode, the thing I love about this show is the rich scene work. They're just great written scenes with amazing performances. And that's what this comes down to when it comes to the bigger picture. a lot was left to be desired. Um, I think that the idea, I, I I don't like that the harvest exists because I'm, but it was fun to see. I like being like, look at that arm. Look at that arm. That's fun. Um, but it was like, is Gaia the most powerful being in the universe now? Okay. Um, you know, that all of that is kind of, you know, I, I'm. I don't like that they didn't specifically tell us how long roadie has been a scroll. I mean, we can guess they, they made it seem mm-hmm. like it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea that it's been since end game for a lot of reasons, but mainly because if it, if he was a scroll in end game, I would bet money that that's a retcon and that Cheadle did not know when he was making end game. And that bothers me because he has <laughs> Jenna, Do you have a...
2: There's already people who are saying he bleeds in Endgame and the blood is red because they obviously didn't think this far out. So it's like people are waiting for like Endgame to be edited on Disney Plus to now have the blood or something. Like, and then that just infuriates me that we're... Yes, that bothers me,
3: especially because that's not fair to Cheadle. He's been playing this character for 13 years. And I think to like retcon one of his like big performances. Uh, like his, All of his scenes with Nebula like mm-hmm. are really deeply personal and I don't like that. Um, if they had known, that's different, um, but sh- that's a bummer. Um, uh, other than that, Olivia Coleman is amazing. Uh, I want more of her. I'll, I'm desperately, give me a scene with her and Julie Louis-Dreyfus and I can die happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I di- a lot of people are saying the show's boring. I don't agree with that. I didn't think it was boring, um, but I would say before, I, then I will move on to somebody else talking. One thing I'm so happy about is that is that nick fury kissed his wife when you she was in her scroll form because you guys know that was cutting me i'm really glad it was addressed and i'm glad that uh it wrapped up nicely and romantically and i'm glad that we're gonna see her i assume in the marvels like, i think it'd be crazy if we didn't. yeah
1: that would that would be really weird but then again i thought we'd see shang chi and dr strange after he left the movie with wong and that didn't happen so who knows well. jenna what do you think
2: Here's my biggest takeaway, which was Ghost was at the battle of Endgame and we had no idea. Like that, I I like leapt out of my chair. I'm like, what? Like You deliberately showed her name first and then had her use Ghost powers. And I'm like, where was she? Was she just off frame the entire time? This is like major information to me. The rest of the finale was just okay. There were bits of it that I enjoyed. There were a lot of decisions where I'm like, you're not making the worst possible decision, but you're making like the decision I expected you to make. Like I had kind of hinted earlier, uh the Hellfire Gala one-shot already annoyed me so much, so this was the second weirdest thing Marvel put out today. So, but it's just it's it's okay. I I don't I didn't love it. I'm a little disappointed. We'll we'll get into why.
1: I see a comment that if Rhodey was able to walk without assistance in Endgame, then he was a scroll in the film. But he had the leg braces on that helped him walk. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's just, that's the kind of detail that, seems to have been one of those overlooked things I mean uh, Aaron sorry uh, uh, um, we'll get to Aaron in a second but I have to say this before I forget it the comparison I want to make here is like I don't really like revisionist stories when you're in a franchise that has such a rich history where we are proud like we enjoy it for the connectivity and the through lines and the details like that and they're not going to be perfect I get that like these aren't they didn't write Endgame when they wrote Iron Man I know but so like in Infinity War when Gamora had that little blade from Thanos and it seemed like a really 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 important thing to her about balance and her father and all this stuff and that wasn't in the first two guardians movies i was just like ah it would have been really cool if that was in the first two guardians movies but this isn't some kind of deal-breaking detail that like you know i never saw this thing before so i can't accept that it's here but if Rhodey was a scroll when tony stark died that just really changes things and it's just, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And maybe that's why they didn't explain it because we would nitpick it and say like, but what about this scene? What about the scene where he reunited with the Avengers in infinity war? You know, what about this or that? Why did he, you know? So I would, I really think this show suffered by not having a very definitive reveal of when and how, roadie became a scroll i really wanted to see that i thought we were going to and i was very disappointed that we didn't i thought it was stupid that the first thing everett ross said was how long have you been here and not where the hell are we but anyway aaron
0: what do you think of this um of course this wasn't as high on my rings uh, <laughs> according to this as you guys so i'm probably going to be like out the frame different uh to piggyback on what brandon just said before i lose the thread that is one of the things i asked myself as this thing was ending is that Because it was six episodes, the economy of time is so important, right? But there's a real argument to be made that what, like episode three and four, somewhere in there, you could have truncated two episodes together, hit move episode four, and episode four is just when the heck did they take roadie from, and it would have changed the entire reaction to this. I think when they're planning these things out. God bless. And this is going to be kind of mean to some of the listeners, but I'm going to say it anyway. They overestimate how much the casual fan of this stuff really has the patience for big long-term reveals. I think that with the attention to detail in this uh, this society and the sort of like, information processing and whatever else you really we've learned if i've learned nothing else to phase four and what we've had a phase five so far is that you kind of have to give them stuff faster you cannot just keep the horse best has to go back in the barn in one of these the quote emily vanderwolf who said that for av club after wandavision um I, I did enjoy it. It's not my favorite thing. There was some weird weaknesses. I love the people who were complaining about Super Skrull not having enough powers after episode, what was that, three or four when graphic, it? Well, you got it now. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> you got it now. The Super scroll that's running, the, the one that's running around the MCU is way more powerful than even some of the ones that was in the comic. So it's just kind of interesting. I also, unfortunately, I'm going to put a lot of our fan base on probation because y'all said y'all want this grounded, realistic thing, and they built it and no one came. And that makes me kind of sad. So I'm probably going to ignore some of the big, big ass out of people because, like I said, we were joking around about Deadpool 3. Y'all not real. So, yeah. (laughs) That's where where I'm coming from. I love to talk about the guy of it all and some of the other stuff, too. So, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, I liked Secret Invasion. I thought it was fine. Uh, after the first two episodes and how big of an idea it seemed to be, and let alone how great and massive the comic story is, but I just never expected that. But after the first two episodes, I thought this was going to be this sprawling, claustrophobic political thriller, and it just didn't get there. It really, first of all, the fake death kit it pisses me off, and not like it's one thing to have a fake death. I hate those. I they I, I, they don't work for me. I don't like them. They're all too common in these sorts of uh, media. But not only did the fake death not work for me, the fact that Gaia had the fake death at the end of episode three and then was revealed to be alive at the end of episode four meant that we never mourned Talos. It was just like ah, oh, this dude's not dead. Like I honestly never had the thought at the end of episode four that Talos was dead, and he was. Yep. He just was never coming back. And the show just moved right past it. Was. So what's up? What's up?
3: I feel like what bothers me is that two episodes ended on those death cliffhangers and that yeah. made them feel, feel more cheap. Um, th- and, th- and that's why I keep, I keep thinking that like Falcon and the winter soldier, I think secret invasion would have benefited more as a movie. I think it would have been mm-hmm. a stronger movie. And I think it's because I don't like that. The two of our main characters died that way. A- and then a nope. third character fake out died that way. That's more than half That, that is half the episodes that mm-hmm. end that way. And I think that that's like a total bummer. I don't, I don't mind character death if it's done well. And sometimes it's not done well. Um, uh, but in these ones, it's like if they had died, I would have been okay with it if it wasn't for like end of episode shock value.
1: Mm-hmm. I just needed Deadpool to show up and acknowledge the fact that they didn't have any other Avengers in this for uh, for budget reasons. <laughs> like it just was, it just. That's so it, true. You know, okay. it's
0: just... that's really true. Can we just, I just want
3: to say budget reasons, this show cost two hundred and eleven million dollars to make. Yep. To put your to, to, to wrap your head around that, that is two Oppenheimers plus one original Star Wars movie. That's <laughs> that's that's how much this show costs to make. How, why? As, why? As an
0: aside, that did come from the Mirrors reporting, so we don't know, but it's obviously, that last fight was expensive. Like, <laughs> listen here, that last fight is is a lot of cheddar. That's like half a Kylie and Mbappe uh, contract on screen right there. Um, I don't know where all the, like, VFX couldn't have been that expensive also i think jamie that some of that budget came from them reshooting stuff because there were yes. things in the trailer that yeah. did not happen in this show and not in the hulk running in wakanda way
2: yeah like there were a lot of <laughs> reshoots
1: on this one there right. were a lot of reshoots on. This I, one. I think
0: that world events kind of compromised this too because there's a mm-hmm. line in here that's i'm like oh so this is why we couldn't promo yes. this thing <laughs> at all before right now huh yeah okay yeah. they had like they had the best luck possible with the rollout of WandaVision and some of these other ones, they've gotten really, really bad rolls of the dice. Like, you know,
1: what do we think of that? Uh, I mean, it's, there, there's, I mean, I I watched a YouTube breakdown this morning of somebody talking about this and the rumor, the ongoing rumor is that there was a storyline involving Russia and Ukraine, Mm -hmm. which was a line line in there. Yes. That made it into this episode much like there's the rumor that seems Fairly believable, mm-hmm. at least, about Falcon and Winter Soldier Winter Soldier that had a pandemic, pandemic. storyline that was cut. Yeah. That was reshot and removed because of the pandemic. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't I'm not a person who needs to see that stuff removed. Like it's not gonna fix the world, it's not gonna make me feel better about world events or worse about world events to see a coincidental story in fictional media. Now maybe that's case by case. I, I I shouldn't necessarily say that's universal, but I think if you have a good story that happens to have some things that are, that are falling in line with something terrible happening in the world, I don't know. I don't think you need to remove it. It's fiction. Sometimes I don't know. What do you? Am I alone in that? Is it? Am I being insensitive? I don't. I don't know.
2: I remember, I think it was after the Uvalde shooting, there was like Obi-Wan Kenobi and like maybe two, it was Stranger Things, like maybe one other show had to put disclaimers in front of their newest episodes that aired like a week or two after because they had like scenes involving children in like scenes scenes of distress so it's like at very least if you are going to recognize like oh this would have been really accidentally relevant you can at least like acknowledge it that way and still keep it as part of the story because it does feel like huge chunks of this show are just missing like even the more that i've thought about it even the scene with like fury and mason in the last episode i'm like i don't even think they were in the same room as each other it just looks like they shot this in two completely different i mean ways, the,
1: so. the stuff with the president like i thought that room looked so cheap like when yeah. they were all standing in front of the tv screen I thought that just made – I mean, to me, that just felt like they just set up a set as fast as they could and put a fake TV on the wall and just put these actors in there to just get this cranked out and and finished. But, I mean, listen, all that said, I still enjoyed – the dialogue on this show was fantastic. Some of the directorial choices were very good, especially early on. Uh, I didn't hate the fight at the end. I do think it's a little ridiculous that Gaia is so – so, like the hands-down single, most powerful entity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. I love that it's Amelia Clark playing that part, but I am like, all right, where does this go? What do you what? What what, what what?
0: I thought I think, and you know, you can ask me if I'm crazy because we've <laughs> talked about this at length. I think I know exactly why they did that. and it is because they have this lingering thing in the air that if they're going to introduce the X-Men, and you have Carol flying around. One of the X-Men has to have powers from Captain Marvel uh, and how do you have that if you have to have her get her powers siphoned away? Why not have Amelia Clark's character have her powers get sectioned away by rogue when they get introduced and that's how you introduce uh, her I think that's probably a lot of it also just signing up Amelia Clark that you yeah. can summon her down from Olympus like, <laughs> that to do stuff is cool and she has all the powers and she's just like wish fulfillment, the character, which is great. <laughs> I have no problem with it. And I, I think that's it. And I think that unfortunately, my one of the Aaron Recurring bits, this is the bad thing that happens if you watch this show a lot. The Aaron Recurring bits come home to roost in unintended, terrible ways. I'm like, it's me and Bill Oakley in a in a room. Like, I can't believe this. Why does this keep happening? Um, the Wheel of Evil Ladies is literally just Thunderbolts the movie at this point. Yeah. I think that that's what's happening. It's going to be like all women, like fatal four way for whatever's going on. And then our buddy, uh, you know, our, our buddy looking around like, I'm not Glenn. I'm the Sentry. What's going on? That seems to be what the movie is going to be. Cause where else are all these women that are evil with access to grind and need for resources going to pop up against each other at all again? Like I know we joke around that like, well, Thunderbolt's gonna have all these people in it. I'm like, it better. I don't know where else that I think that's where I'm drawing the line where some of the horses have to go back in the barn for me. I'm like, I'm willing to give a lot of this stuff a lot of leeway. If some of this stuff isn't addressed by then, okay, I'll start listening to people.
2: See, I was less optimistic than Aaron was. I, like, with everything with Gaia and, like, oh, this could lead to rug. this could lead to whatever, I was not even thinking that. I was like, I don't know when and if I will ever see Gaia again. And that's kind of sad and it's also on top of that i wanted to see who her human equivalent was like (laughs) not even the abigail brand of it all i wanted because it's like we we had that entire scene and it you could have had a really sweet moment of like her human self and like her just like side by side or something because now she's still operating as that human and it's like is it a thing like what Gravix said of like oh the face that i'm assuming is the first person i killed like is that person dead or is this something that we're just not acknowledging because i was like I, i felt robbed of that moment i really wanted to see that moment I thought the same thing
3: and like and it'd be fine if she was dead, but like tell us. You
2: yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Um
3: and wow. for what Aaron said, I love this theory, but I also feel like I don't think they're thinking that far ahead. Yeah, exactly. I really don't. Know. Like, no. Exactly. No. Everything, I say. feel like
2: everything with X Men is just broad strokes at this point. Like we are so far away from any of that being a reality in life,
1: The um, MCU wait. just doesn't seem to be thinking ahead like that anymore yeah. in general.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: I, I wish we don't. Like I said, I'm not. I'm withholding. Like once Thunderbolts <laughs> comes up and it's just David Harbor chuckling at us for two hours, feel <laughs> free to come dunk on my head in the comments. Please do. <laughs> I'm fine with it. But like, I really, I'm like, where else could they all pop up? I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, if this is the only answer.
1: Like, well, here's part of what I think has happened with some of the disconnect. Like. The, 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 we've we've kind of talked about this to lay it all out. I mean, we, like you just said, we don't know where we're going to see Gaia again. We don't know where we're going to see Moon Knight again. We don't know where we're going to see Shang Chi again. We don't know where we're going to see Spider Man again. We don't know where we're going to see Thor again. We don't like. There's so many characters from the past 60 hours of content that we don't know where we're going to see them again. I She-Hulk. When's She-Hulk going to show up again? Who knows the only characters like that were introduced in phase 4 and 5 so far that we know when we're going to see them again are a variant of kang is going to show up in loki and miss marvel is going to be in yeah. the marvels the well, uh, uh, there's a couple yelena. red guardian will be red guardian yelena will be in thunderbolts but like where is k bishop gonna be where is clint barton gonna be there's just so much going on and all of them have pretty interesting stories nick fury story is pretty interesting and thankfully we know that that's gonna pay off later this year but there's so many stories going on that they're all spread out and they're all happening at the same time so i think when people say like well you know phase one was this building phase phase four is just like that Phase one felt more connected and more shared. I I definitely feel like phase one had way more of a through line and felt way more connected. And I think that that is really because they were doing less and it was easier to have the actors show up in each other's projects. Even if it was just a little bit. Yes, Yelena showed up in Hawkeye and we've had different people pop up in different things. But I think literally they just did too much to put them all together. Like They're telling all these stories, and the cast members can't be in all these things at once, and the writers can't write all these things at once. So there's like six, seven, a dozen different, very interesting stories happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now, which ultimately ends up, to me, feeling a little bit frustrating because none of them are paying off yet, despite seeing so much new stuff in the MCU. But I think it's because they're happening all at once, instead of just a couple of really good stories being told. There's Uh, uh, too many stories of varying level of quality being told at the same time.
0: I, I, that's why I said, think about You cannot take for granted that the people are just going to be able to pay attention. Like, attention spans are so bad. Like, you spend two seconds on TikTok and you mm-hmm. see, like, yo, we cooked. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have <laughs> yes. stuff. You're, that's that totally true. Things. Yeah. Like, you yes. have to. And I don't know Absolutely. if they knew that beforehand. I guess they had too much faith in us. That's what I, think. I'm like, I think they had too much faith in the general populace. Cause I'm like, if I had known, like, if future Aaron runs back, after falling in love with a girl and then creating an evil variant that's going to kill everybody. Like I would be like, they have to make an Avengers at the end of this after Wakanda forever <laughs> or whatever or else, your job's going to be really hard. You're going to be really bummed out. Brandon's going to grow a mustache. Like there'll be no comic-con. Jamie, <laughs> or Jamie will not, will yell about a steel book that doesn't come out. You have to change the future. It, it's not going to, I just don't, I don't think, I think they have way too much faith in everybody. That's really, yeah. I'm like, and that's on us too. Because, like, you even had people last night talking about Quake is going to show up. I'm like, baby, <laughs> that's not going to happen. If they even <laughs> land the boat, it's going to be an accomplishment. We certainly ain't getting her in here.
1: Attention spans are definitely way more limited now. And I agree. My, my, I'm included in that. I know I'm guilty of that. I'm not going to lie to you. I know I'm guilty of that. But that said, this these we have more MCU content since Endgame than we did leading up to Endgame in... in, in uh, Eleven years in the in what has it been two two and a half Mm -hmm. we have more and it's so much more spread out and less connected which is not a huge problem each individual project there hasn't been anything that I've walked out of like that was terrible there there a lot of things I've been like that was just okay at best and a couple things that I or uh, more than a couple things that I thought were fantastic that I really want to see continue but it just seems. Uh, just uh, there's too much to really know what's going on
2: off of that. Like I I wrote an article on the website, which like who boy, some trolls coming out of work about this article. I basically wrote like what Barbie does and what is, what it is successful about it. And like what superhero movies could learn from that. And like a huge thing to me is just, I feel like Barbie and Oppenheimer both have been so successful because they are just a singular movie. Like you can just sit down and watch the one movie and walk out of it and be very satisfied by what you saw. You don't have to have any prior knowledge. You are just enjoying the thing for what it is. And I feel like, the mcu in particular is so far away from that even the best projects like still are trying to set up something else and still are predicated on something else and that is inherently very alienating and then you have projects like secret invasion and projects like quantum mania where it's like oh this is good but it feels like it's just teasing something bigger later on Could and i think imagine? that is just yeah oh. Sorry. You should just be making one really good movie or one really good show in the moment and acting as if this is the last opportunity you have to tell your story as opposed to we're not only going to keep it going and we're still like, because for me, one of the most interesting parts of the episode was like in the last five minutes when they show all of the people just like going crazy over Ritson's order to just kill the Skrulls. Like that is what the entire show should have been. I know. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Do we think the Asgardians count in that? Because. Oh, they
0: do. 100%. i I feel like that feeds into the thunderbolt stuff too because it's like valkyries has liaison with the government it like literally it that's the way they get out of this like i feel for the guy who made beef who's writing this freaking movie right now because they've (laughs) given him too much to do like it's so much that this one movie has resting on it instead of like being spread out over a bunch of stuff
1: could you guys imagine if secret invasion was like the the pinnacle of phase four Mm -hmm. if they had little seeds planted through each one and they took a little bit more time to get to the end of phase four. But the problem is you couldn't do that because you couldn't film Black Panther, Wakanda forever and have Shuri both be a main player in that and then be a big player in... In the next Avengers Secret Invasion movie, you couldn't have Shang-Chi do that. And like all these actors who were making the movies and the shows then also go on to be part of the Secret Invasion story. Now the secret invasion story just in no way feels like an event when it could have been the culmination of phase four and sent us into this crazy new direction with phase five and the multiverse being blown open and all that stuff while and also planting the seeds for the multiverse because you had Like, I mean, I don't know. Age of Ultron wasn't exactly planned in advance, but Civil War certainly had the seed laid out through Age of Ultron and the rivalries being built out and the mistakes being made by the Avengers. Like that made sense. It all added up to lead to Civil War and it was believable, even though I'll still always say Tony's turn was a little sharp, but I'm Team Iron Man because I love my guy. But it just all made sense. You understood every character's motivation and you understood how the MCU got there. With secret invasion we could have had that it feels like a missed opportunity as fine as this show was i enjoyed it i enjoyed it much more than i did it I, I i think i'm still just like the overall disappointment i'm feeling by the lack of event nature and the lack of through line the lack of connectivity is starting to get to me and i like i don't know i think this could have, like this is this one is leading straight into the marvels which is great and i hope that movie's awesome i'll be there day one uh but yeah i don't know i just wish secret invasion would have felt like a bigger and maybe who knows listen also maybe the marvels does have a big secret invasion element to it and they've just been keeping it a secret for the sake of getting through this show but it doesn't seem to yet
2: i will like there's a version of this show where you kept a lot of the same elements and you just called it secret warriors and it would have been a better show (laughs) because i honestly think the expectation of the comic event kind of clouded a lot of people's expectations and judgment of the show itself and i think that that is part of the problem
1: yeah yeah not calling it secret invasion and not doing the book was
0: I I, I would I would cost everybody to that we work ourselves into a shoot so often in this fandom in any fandom in anything that you care about you work yourself into a shoot so quickly the second it had that title people had all these expectations but like we just noticed you knew they weren't going to be able to pay all these people to be in it like all if you think about it the really crazy amazing Marvel cameos from the early half first of the MCU is before everybody's um budgets and like their their <laughs> salaries ballooned like having chris evans pop up and low and thor is like a completely different ball game than chris evans popping up anything else by the time he's done like it's but that doesn't so mean i want money. the
1: lesser project because they can't afford it
0: i mean i would i'll tell you right now some of the stuff that that's further down the line i would have i would have pushed to the front once we figured out what we were doing, I would have pushed it to the front. I'd have been like, well, we, re- we released that. Now I would just push it to the back. Yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I laugh, too, because I I don't think that all the delays are going to help what everybody's feeling right now anyway, because that means it's longer to get to the resolution. Yeah. Like yeah,
1: that's true. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: I mean, we're being very critical, and, I'm,
1: and I'm, I, I am critical. I do have criticisms that I do feel pretty strongly about. But overall, I agree with Mikey Root's comment on the YouTube comment section. Everybody who's watching, thanks for comments. Thanks for subscribing, and thanks for all the thumbs up you're dropping for us. But they could have just called this show Fury, and I probably would have even liked it a little bit more just because you, It's I think it is impossible to not go into these things with a certain expectation based on our knowledge of books, our, our constant... You know, observations of the MCU, our our conversations, our theories, all that stuff. But then again, it the show was just fine to me. It was fine. The episodes three, four, and five felt like they felt like they were kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. Uh, they it really got indulgent on the roadie twist, which was great. I, I enjoyed that, but it didn't reward us for it. It didn't do what you guys said earlier of showing us when and how it happened, and that would have gone such a long way for a story that line that they spent three episodes really thinking was like such a shocking moment, but it was so heavy handed in the first two episodes that we were like, if you listen to Phase Zero a few weeks ago, we were like, it's so obvious Rhodey's a scroll, he can't be. And then he was. And they didn't
0: tell us how. Brandon, to your point, they already paid Don Cheadle. You could have did it already. That's not what we're talking about. That's the problem with me. I'm like, yeah. if you would sacrifice one episode where you get the <laughs> Monica Rambo, half of it is just explaining what happened when he mm-hmm. got taken. And also... It's a isn't it like a clip show or a bottle episode then, too, because then you just take stuff yeah. from like Avengers Endgame and Civil War and maybe Iron Man, two and stitch it all together with a little bit of previs or whatever to put him back in it to like kind of give you the breadcrumbs. It would have served two purposes. So that's the sort of stuff that I really I'm like, that's a missed opportunity. You don't have to pay. Against Simu Liu to show up with his <laughs> wonderful, wonderful abs and do anything, you know, like he could have. Like, that's that's you already had him there. That's weird. Also, I feel terrible for Jamie because. Couldn't this have used a little bit more Olivia Coleman?
3: Yes. Are you kidding me? What are you
0: talking about? Of course I could have used
3: more Olivia. <laughs> Everything, can. Like, Everything, Every every moment she was in the show, she was chewing and and owning it. And it was like, she's like, This is my show, by the way. But yeah, there was one episode she wasn't even in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh uh when she when she called fake roadie, I was like, Oh my god, are we only gonna see her? hear her in this episode but then we saw her you know just kind of standing there but at least she was there I, I do want to show, I love Dermot Moroni so much and I, I just I, I bet he had fun just getting wheeled around yeah
0: <laughs> like
3: good for him I
1: sure yeah. thought that guy was dying I thought President Ritson oh, was what? close because
3: I really liked it that Fury made the one-term president comment because we know that Harrison Ford's coming in and going to be the new president. So I, I was shocked he lived, but I actually think it's even funnier, more powerful. And he's like, ah, you're out. You're outvoted. You're, you're <laughs> going to die. They just don't want you back.
1: <laughs> Overall, in the end, I'm at about like a 6.5 out of 10 for this show. That's, that's kind of where I'm sitting with it.
2: I would say about the same, like yeah, like a six or a six and a half.
3: I go yeah. on the five scale, so I would say I'm a, I'm a three and a half out of five.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, about a, about a three. That's fine. It was cool. <laughs> I liked all the stuff, the weird, like, heady stuff in the background, like the yeah. dropping the poetry and, like, getting to write yeah. all the other weird stuff about passing and, like, immigrant dynamics and code switching and stuff like that, which is wonderful, but in, like, this really kind of clumsy kind of way, so – I don't know. Loki better. Loki. Once again. <laughs> I can't wait for
1: Loki. I can't wait for Loki. Yeah, overall it seems like we all kind of enjoyed Secret Invasion. We all had similar but yet a little bit different expectations and none of them were met. Uh and it just was uh, it's a fine show. It was it was it was okay. It came and went and we're on to the next is is what it seems like. That said, I'm interviewing director Uli Salim later today, yeah. uh, who directed all six episodes of Secret Invasion. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to send them my way from the comment section. You can send them to me at Brandon Davis BD on Twitter. Uh, or, or, I mean, on X, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. God. What a uh, stupid, absolutely, horrifically stupid decision that was. Get
3: it together, Threads. We need you. Oh, my God. I
1: Honestly, <laughs> Threads was so fun yeah. for, like, 20 minutes, and now yeah. I just don't care about it. Yeah. Like, if they would just gotta- have it. A-
3: Get the features going. I, I can't rely on that man anymore for yeah. our job. We got to get off this app immediately. I it's can... killing me.
1: Oh, look, we have. That's like if Marvel was like, oh, well, people haven't been watching as much in 2023. Let's call ourselves Wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Okay anyway uh so yeah uh jenna any last words for today's show
2: um i'm at hey it's jenna lynn on whatever social media websites exist and whatever we are calling them uh as always go read some comics go watch some movies uh, i do acknowledge that this finale basically became what she hulk was making fun of in its finale of it like is. i've seen so many tweets acknowledging that i just need to call that out because that that made me kind of delighted of jennifer walters being right so
1: k-e-v-i-n wrote it himself and we said
0: we're not, we're trying to avoid AI writers. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron? That's something recorded on Twitter, as I will keep calling it in protest. Um, I would say, go back and rewatch Miss Marvel and She-Hulk for the people who really didn't like those two shows and be yes. like, hey, you know what? <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. So that's fun.
1: Our multiverse saga rankings... When we're all still together hosting phase zero in twenty twenty eight are gonna be insane.
2: <laughs> Even our end of the year rankings, I am like so excited and terrified. Oh yeah. What
1: are we supposed to do this year? It doesn't make any sense. I know I already know mine. Mine yeah. are so easy. They write that. I feel like it's I don't I feel like we're all gonna be pretty similar with just a yeah. rotating top two.
2: Craven at number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, ro- sorry, rotating two and three because I forgot Cravens this year. Uh, well actually uh, I I was thinking of the projects that are out so far. Uh, wait, so who has okay, so Jenna gave last word. Aaron, have you said yeah, goodbye yet? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Jamie, yeah, Jamie Jamie, Jamie's own. So I'll be um, listen, I'm the type of person who'll be in the middle of taking a shower and I'm like, wait a second, did I wash my hair yet?
2: Did wash my hair? <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel
3: that. Yeah. yeah um oh. Nope, it's me. No, it's Jamie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm out. Everybody, Richard switching back and forth is excellent,
3: excellent right now. Oh my god, Richard, <laughs> any last words for today's show? <laughs> All right, um, I'm going. Um, I just want to say that I think we can officially retire our favorite term, which is the movies are back because they are back. I. I, I Not only did I do Barbenheimer this weekend, but I saw theater camp at theaters, loved it. I saw Joyride in theaters, loved it. I couldn't believe how packed Joyride was on a Monday at, during Barbenheimer, like I, seeing the, the sea of pink at all, I, I, the multiple theaters I was at this weekend, it's beautiful, it makes me so happy. But do remember there are other movies out other than Barbenheimer, They Clone Tyrone, I also watched on Netflix. There's a lot of good stuff out in theaters right now. It's awesome, uh, so excited about it. Also, you guys know that I do have the obligatory one sitting Secret Invasion binge on my schedule. So by the time we were back next week, I will have more thoughts about what it was like to watch Secret Invasion in one sitting. Otherwise, Letterbox is the only app I care about anymore, Jamie Cinematics. But, oh, on my Instagram, I am posting a lot of Haunted Mansion um, uh, interviews right now. And I also, all my Barbie interviews are up, but uh, Haunted Mansion's coming. So keep an eye, Jamie Girac, on Instagram. I think everyone talked. Yay. I <laughs>
1: We that is our secret invasion it? recap episode. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Kingsley Benadire for a great performance in this finale that we did not mention, and I want to give him a quick shout. Also, shout out to Richard behind the scenes who busted his ass at Comic Con to help me get so much great content filmed. and filmed all the interviews Jim and I did, uh, and that's our show, everybody. Also, shout out to Peter who's working on today's show who uh, helped distribute all the all the content from San Diego Comic Con and the whole team uh, that that helped that wasn't in San Diego and did a great job helping that get out there. I just want to thank everybody for that. And everybody who watched it and subscribes to Phase Zero and thumbs up our video and Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching. Love you if you're in your car, if you're on your lunch break. We went a little bit over an hour. Get back to work. All right, guys. See you see, see next week.